book three chapter eleven of the spy company a story of the mexican war by archibald clavering gunter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by john brandon book three chapter eleven the glory of his fighting the midday hush of the prairie is around her its hot sun is blazing down upon her when estrella reopens her eyes to a day of strange passion with its astounding joys and curious fears for a moment she looks about her astonished then physical anguish makes her remember every joint in her delicate body seems to have been racked and made stiff she who had been considered a dashing equestrian on harlem lane new york discovers that the wild long night ride of the prairies has been altogether too cruel a travail for her fair limbs but bodily suffering is effaced by the mental ecstasy how near i am to my dear father then through her mind runs a stronger emotion a stranger joy he is by me he is watching over me she does not dare to ask herself who but glances out timidly from her leafy bower upon a little prairie surrounded by thickets of plum osage orange oak and pecan where their caballata is grazing contentedly on the rich buffalo grass and over which mr love rifle in hand is keeping an alert eye all through this day it is apparent that very great precautions are used for her safety her food is given to her cold by hampton who apologizes i dare not have a fire lighted these redskins are about us their accursed eyes see everything on the prairie we must lie close for if you could travel your maid could not she has not been inured to horseback exercise this is too true poor zelma can hardly move at all every moment the careful tireless watch of the frontier is being kept about her miss godfrey has heard hampton whisper to love if we are surrounded these girls are incapable of taking the saddle therefore keep the lookout of your life old man bet your gizzard has answered wild harry promptly once she has been cautioned by the captain of the rangers remember the comanches are about for estrella has wandered timidly away into some cottonwoods and willows which mask a little stream that trickles through the prairie to join the waters of the blanco i i just wanted to wash my face she mutters shucks you'd look purty enough if you didn't wash at all mr love has remarked authoritatively and fortunately miss godfrey's beauty is that of nature or it would all have been torn from her by the wild ride of the night before even now her fair cheeks are covered with dust and her lovely hair having escaped from its confinement is hanging in tangled curls about her well below her waist it's it's hardly fair captain hampton she says bashfully but archly 
will look at me before I've made a frontier toilet. For he is gazing with tender commiseration at his exhausted charge. He brings her some wild flowers he has plucked in the glade and places carefully a saddle for her to sit upon. She is pleased to see he can't keep his eyes off her. This is not to be wondered at, as passion has made her bright face exquisitely tender, and the masses of brown hair, unconventionally but effectively secured about the graceful head, permit the sun to shine through their loose bands and tint them golden. But all the time the girl notices that though Sharp Hampton apparently wishes to linger in her presence, there is a nervous restlessness in this man of energetic temperament. It is not fear of Indian pursuit, she is sure, for in making arrangements with love about this matter, the ranger's tone is cool and incisive. Perceiving that his eyes at times rest wistfully on their horses, she murmurs a slight reproach in her voice. Ah, you're anxious to get on your journey. I am, for military reasons, he answers, but I'm more anxious to put you safe at your father's hacienda. Then I won't detain you. I can ride. I know I can ride. Just let me run about a little, and I'll be as active as a fawn asserts Miss Godfrey. But Hampton, looking at the reclining Zelma, whose well-moulded yet languid Creole limbs have not been inured to horseback exercise answers, I believe you could, but your girl can't. Zelma shall, cries Estrella. Striding to the recumbent octoroon, she speaks in mistress tones. You must travel but finds that nature is stronger than her commands, and her slave cannot. Then come the long hours of waiting, Hampton in love, from points of vantage carefully watching the prairie. Gazing at them, Estrella smuggles Sharp's flowers into the bosom of her tunic and grows petulant, as she gets comparatively little of her cavalier's attentions for which now she is beginning to long, yet dread. Dread because she fears herself. She is alarmed at the strange misery in her heart as she thinks of Carmelita's passion for the frontier captain and shudders. That dancing girl saved his life, while I only put danger on it. Wild Harry, happening to be near her, she diffidently whispers to him, did Carmelita's warning out on the prairie, the one she risked her life to bring, save him from the Mexican lancers yesterday? Save who? Why, Captain Hampton, of course. Shucks, no, answers the frontiersman. We'd expected that danger all along, and allowed for it before we started out from Corpus Christi. We talked of it again when we seed the greaser at the ferry with his horse marked with a South Rio Grande brand. Of course, we didn't guess that a war band of Comanches was upon the trail ahead of us, but the minute we saw their smoke signals, 
we'd fixed our plans just exactly how to make the greasers and redskins wipe each other out ah then carmelita didn't save the captain's life she asks quivering with jealous eagerness nary a leetle bit answers wild harry wah sharp hampton ain't the kind of critter as needs any one to save his scalp in an injun scrimmage he can take care of himself didn't he once all alone upon the san saba save two leetle children from a whole tribe of kiowas why darn it what's the matter wi' ye for miss godfrey has turned away her eyes full of tears but lighted up with a strange wistful delight shortly after blushes burn up the tears the octoroon has looked at sharp with grateful eyes ever since he carried her through the ride of the previous night chancing to be in attendance upon miss godfrey and noting the texan's gentleness in handling the horses as he makes some changes in their pasturage zelma suddenly exclaims oh if a man like captain hampton could be my master captain hampton how could he be your master asks estrella astonished why why by marrying you of course miss estrella sometimes i thought as he looked at you his eyes meant but her mistress stays her with a half scream of bashful rage not another word my heaven if he hears you she almost staggers from zalma the red blood pouring up through her face till her very skin seems to burn for an hour the words of her maid make miss godfrey strangely cold to the captain of rangers whenever he approaches her lured even from his duty of guarding her by the desire to look upon her bright face but soon coldness is effaced by a new wild joy before she had seen her texan cavalier use the strategy of the backwoods and the arts of the frontier to save her from savage enemies now she has the glory of beholding him fight for her hampton is seated by miss godfrey telling her how he hopes on the morrow to put her in her father's arms his hacienda is but forty miles away he says as the words leave his lips estrella sees his whole appearance change his eyes that have been soft and tender suddenly light up with a cold gleam with which he had cowed the mississippi gambler only more deadly more awful to her he says as he forces her down behind the bundles of the pack mule use your pistols turning she utters an affrighted cry in the middle of the glade in full war paint mounted on his war pony like a statue of bronze the sun lighting up his gleaming skin and glittering arms is a young comanche brave he is setting an arrow in his bow but as he draws the feathered shaft to its head a rifle cracks sharp as a whip from the outlying thicket and with a stream of blood spouting from his breast the warrior uttering one wild yell that echoes through the timber falls from his horse and dies 
had to shoot this time the skunk seed us i'll take his pelt cries love and springs out into the open but a band of eight braves comes dashing round the miskeed bushes and in a second harry is on the ground pinned by a comanche lance through his arm to run to his aid would be too late for harry's life so now the ranger captain standing like a statue gives out death to the report of his revolving pistol the savage raising scalping knife over love falls dead then three times in quick succession his deadly marksmanship shows itself in three falling warriors who sink from their horses another dies to the crack of love's pistol who lying upon the ground has fired again Wha! that sickened em screams harry as the other three turn and dash madly off though one leaves an arrow driven through love's wounded arm not one must get back to their band cries hampton as he seizes the riata of his steed springing upon the bare back of the horse armed only with the pistols and bowie knife in his belt he dashes off calling to harry see to the indian mustangs follow him follow he's going after three cries the girl frantically to love who with the arrow still skewering his arm is hastily shooting the riderless war ponies one of these has run out onto the main prairie pointing to it wild harry says if it gets back to the comanches its track will guide em to us follow it and kill it for your life first let me bind up your wounds you'll bleed to death falters estrella no i'll tend to myself get out on that prairie kill that horse you've pistols in your belt kill the injun's horse that's our lives wildly excited she runs out upon the prairie and creeping within range of the comanche war pony that has stopped to crop some pleasant grasses for a moment cannot kill the beautiful creature then murmuring it is his life as well as mine and remembering the marksmanship he had taught her she raises her revolver and slaughters the beast with three nervous trembling shots but her pursuit has taken her well out on the prairie from here she can see hampton gaining stride by stride on the three indians for his horse is fresh and theirs are tired by the war trail for just a moment she gives a shudder of apprehension comanches are no cowards nothing but one man following them the three warriors turn even at the distance she can hear the twanging of their bows and see the war arrows flashing through the sunlight she runs frantically towards them her pistol may aid sharp probably the embarrassment of her presence would give him death but fortunately the distance is too great for her to reach them even now she sees hampton spring off his horse standing behind it and making a pivot of it as the indians circle round him resting his long dragoon pistol over the animal's shoulder he takes three long shots the heavy revolver does its work one indian falls dead another desperately wounded is half dragged by his pony into a mesquite thicket then the other flies 
she sees him speed off over the prairie followed by sharp till pursued and pursuer pass out of sight around one of the timber moats of the prairie and she stands gazing gazing so eagerly she never notices the slight waving ripple that gradually draws nearer through the long prairie grass which rises almost to her waist after a few minutes that seem an age one man comes riding back recognizing him estrella gives a sigh of joy the tears coursing down her cheeks as she is thanking god but not approaching her he gallops hurriedly into the chaparral where the wounded indian's mustang had dragged the warrior a moment later he dashes out of the thicket and urging his horse to its full speed flies straight towards her across the prairie calling use your pistol quick your pistol on what suddenly the girl sees on what rising before her wounded but deadly is a comanche brave blood is dripping from his naked painted body all he wants is her young life before he dies half crawling half staggering he drags himself towards her his eyes malevolent his knife upraised with trembling fingers the girl shoots and misses then shoots again but doesn't stay him what is another flesh wound to a comanche with a scalp in his very hand she is fumbling in her belt for her other pistol and trying to pray the brute's hot fetid breath is on her face his knife uplifted when to the hoarse bark of the ranger's big revolver the savage falls groveling at her feet the blood spurting from his head hampton has shot from the back of his mustang at full speed the impetus of his horse takes him past her as he passes her estrella finds herself plucked from the prairie and gathered in his arms in front of him then they go dashing on to save you i had to let the war pony of that dead indian get away a riderless horse will tell the comanches that their party has been slaughtered vengeance will give them speed we've got to light out hang on to me while i take you into camp these are quick words as they fly across the prairie so nestling to him she rides in his arms blushes on her cheeks and whispered thanks on her lips for the life he has given her through her light fawn skin tunic he can feel the quick throbbing of her rounded bosom it sets his heart to beating also her face confronts his her eyes gleam into his then droop bashfully and her head with all its wealth of soft brown hair that blows out in the light prairie wind falls on his shoulder the ranger's hand which had been very steady as he pulled trigger on indian braves quivers as he holds to him the dainty body of this graceful creature who enchants him and makes him tremble with a tender passion a short blissful ride neither speaks but the girl's head hangs lower and lower on his shoulder and his clasp is more possessive about the slight waist and exquisite limbs that nestle closer and closer to him still their lips are silent for between their beating hearts are the words of the young dragoon keep my loved ones safe hampton 
for it is my life so he gallops into camp but doesn't pass estrella to harry as he had done the octoroon girl the night before for he glides off his horseback still bearing a loved burden in his arms as if he could not give it up though even as he dismounts he is speaking rapidly quick harry how is your wounded arm all right zelma did a good job binding it up only a flesh wound then get up the horses one of the comanche ponies escaped me we must light out and the captain goes to packing the mule for love says i can bridle the plugs anyway now miss godfrey whispers hampton this time he doesn't refuse the little foot that is extended to him but swings her into her saddle quick zelma for the octoroon with the languor of her race half sobs i cannot go i'm too tired my limbs ache so then miss godfrey discovers a new feature in the texas captain he says girl you have got to ride now love's wounded my arms must be free up at once your legs will get easier with exercise but zelma hesitating with a single gesture he swings her into the saddle commanding ride ride or by heaven i'll leave you to be scalped ride you've got to ride then the cavalcade dash off turning in his saddle he says to love harry if zelma falls off her horse we must tie her on that's all then he gallops by miss godfrey's side asking her anxiously you feel strong enough strong enough oh she whispers buoyantly i could ride in your her face grows red as the prairie roses by your side all night yet every stride of her mustang bringing her nearer her father makes her heart grow heavier she is approaching the place where they must part for the present for now she has linked this man who has saved her from savage enemies with her future perchance as they ride along hampton talks himself further into her goodwill he seems to have lost all of that quaint southern dignity that had made him formal during their first intercourse anxious to make her forget the dangers of pursuit and the fatigues of enforced horsemanship he tells her stories of the border of davy crockett bowie and milam of the war of independence of gillespie sam walker and jack hayes of indian fame of the great fight on the headwaters of the guadalupe sometimes called that of the pinto trace wherein fourteen texan rangers under the command of hayes had driven eighty indians for six miles slaying nearly half of them with the loss of three men killed and four wounded likewise he describes the ill-fated meyer expedition where he in company with two hundred and seventy texans after killing seven hundred mexicans surrendered from lack of ammunition how recaptured after their attempt to escape they had been decimated by order of santa anna a gourd having been placed before them filled with beans 
each one representing a man's life nine white to one black which meant death how he had drawn by the mercy of god a white bean how old blackburn to whom fate had given one of the black beans had jeeringly called out boys i always draw a prize in every lottery and had gone laughingly to stand up against the adobe wall and die to this last the girl listens her eyes lighted up wild and horrified as she thinks trembling at her own emotion if he had drawn a black bean noting her nervousness sharp whispers reassuringly but a few miles more to your father's hacienda and you then then i go on to san antonio no i cannot stay for she has said some pressing words of hospitality duty calls me i must ride through the night he answered but should you want me at any time in stress like the present if i am not dead or across the border fighting for my country send for me and if horse-flesh will get me there his face tells her the rest yet during this ride at times a weird and uncanny horror seems to smite hampton's very soul estrella has noticed this ever since he encountered the comanches you you're not sad about the indians you killed it was to save my life she whispers then is horrified at the jeering yet awful laugh which is his answer sorry at killing those red devils he breaks out sorry he bows his head upon the saddle and tears run down between his brown hands oh you don't know my life or you'd not ask me that he mutters you have perhaps wondered why i haven't all the rough diction of the prairie that i sometimes speak as people living in the cities i was educated at college for two years and then went back from my sophomore year to our plantation in shelby county texas where i had a loving father a dear mother and a sweet sister when i arrived there a bleakened prairie greeted me where there had been gardens and a cottage with woodbines and virginia creepers climbing over it a desert where there had been a happy home and that was all all no living thing but the hoof tracks of the war parties told the massacre of my family since then i have been alone that's the reason miss godfrey why my name has been connected with so many bloody deeds done on this frontier to protect other men's homes from those red devils i entered the texan rangers i never have taken life but to save life i am not a duelist like a good many of our boys are if i can help it the no man i think can say sharp hampton ever turned his back on him anyway that's my history you don't think my hand has wanton blood upon it what when it has protected me this day and the girl leaning over her saddle extends her own hand to the texan ranger it is gripped so that she screams from very agony oh forgive me he pleads 
why you can grip it again says estrella bravely and extends her delicate fingers once more then gives a little agitated cry as the tenderest kiss is placed upon it fortunately the night is dark they are riding through the prairies that are opening the waters of the atascosa creek heavily timbered are on their left a light gleams on the prairie it is one of the outlying cabins of your father's settlements he says almost sadly have we ridden thirty-five miles she asks astonished not yet your father's acres are pretty numerous but we've come very quickly yet not too fast his face is serious he cries suddenly quicken your pace urge your horse why we're nearly there listen to the comanche hoofbeats behind us quick harry whip up zelma's mustang as her steed springs under her estrella can hear the sharp sounds of the cuerta as it is plied behind her on the tired horse but now more lights open up before them they have dashed past several log cabins and love spurring up from the rear cries those skunks have quit at the lights of the settlement yes but drive on cries hampton you never know when a comanche's beaten so they rush on again and are just in time to the right are pattering hoofs trying to head them off but now riding past virginia rail fences there is a blockhouse at which they are challenged and the ranger cries comanches behind us boys a scattering volley and the ponies hoof sounds pass away into the darkness of the prairie from which they came indians do not often face palisades with rifle fire behind them a moment later there is quite a crowd about estrella and her party rough men some with german accent and two or three negroes but on hearing who it is the garrison of the blockhouse set up a yell and drive miss godfrey nearly frantic with joy for they tell her her father is at the hacienda having arrived there the day before you must stay and let him thank you estrella whispers only to-night to-morrow you can go on no love goes on now though tough as whipcord you've seen his pluck he is a wounded man and i must follow him and see he gets into san antonio de bexar safe when the regiment rides down they'll be coming soon en route for the rio grande i'll try to run over and-and see you they still are at the blockhouse arranging that zelma be sent on by wagon miss godfrey's maid being utterly exhausted love who has been looking on uneasily now says in wild nervous tone no further cap you know i can't stand the looks of this here place over thar beyond that cross timber my poor old mammy lived let me get on to san antonio as we agreed and good luck to ye miss godfrey and and says the girl whenever you need a friend or want a resting place remember estrella godfrey come back this place was the home of your boyhood it'll be your home as long as i have any influence with my father and i think i have a good deal she adds in radiant confidence then breaks out her soul in her eyes my father hampton think my father let us get along my father is waiting for me my father whose face i will not know whose kisses i never remember 
then the two ride on together alone think think says the girl in excited gratitude as their horses pace side by side if i had not met you it would have been to me as if the sun had never risen mutters hampton half to himself you said if i wanted you to send for you remarks estrella pensively then suddenly asks half archly half indignantly you wouldn't come unless i sent for you the texan captain half turns to her in his saddle but answers resolutely no never until i'm wanted for the words of young pelham the dragoon are yet in hampton's mind and still his tongue then wounded pride keeps the young lady silent as coming through fruitlands and passing big cotton fields and huge cattle corrals and being challenged by two or three sentinels who are all alert for the place has almost the appearance of a frontier fortification they ride up to the strong adobe walls and heavy timber doors of the hacienda of live oaks and after some parley are admitted in the big courtyard half patio half garden a man dressed partly in the costume of the prairies partly in that of the city comes hurriedly to meet her to him hampton cries jim godfrey i've brought your daughter and estrella screams father at this the man muttering daughter and holding out his arms the girl falls into them and greets him with tender kisses sobbing thank god at last my dear father then for he has only saluted her forehead she says archly yet lovingly my lips papa my lips and holds up for his caress two rosebuds made sweet by a daughter's happy affection from this sacred meeting the ranger steps a few paces away some minutes afterwards despite the hospitable protests of the head of this great estate and his thanks for bearing his child to him he says shortly military duty won't let me stay taylor has marched for the rio grande and hayes's regiment must go after him to this godfrey cries hurrah there'll be big government contracts and lots of profit wondering how the father can think of pelf with his exquisite daughter just given to his arms and her first kisses warm upon his lips sharp turns away undeterred by even the young lady's detaining grasp and faltered thanks and entreating eyes he wrings her hand and mutters farewell but in the very archway of the hacienda he looks back the lights from the adobe building illumine the woman of his love nestling in her father's arms and prattling how she has come from the world to make his frontier fireside less lonely it is the vision of a home he will never have with a sigh the ranger captain turns his horse through the heavy gates and spurs away into the darkening night on the lone trail over the prairie to san antonio de bexar end of chapter eleven recording by john brandon